0: Alright, welcome back pool fans from across the country and around the world. You are listening to American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond and I'll be your host once again this week. It is October the 19th, 2017. And do you know what that means? That means that we are smack dab in the middle of a lot of pool going on right now. We just wrapped up the Gotham City Nine Ball Tournament. Got to send out some congratulations to Mr. Mike DeShane for taking that one. That was not an easy field. Also got to send out some congratulations to Mr. Jason Shaw. He took the title over at the Dismal Swamp Nightball Championship. And uh, right now, as we speak, in Midlothian, Virginia, the American Straight Pool Championship is going on. So uh, we took a couple of moments to speak to the... uh, I guess the founder, the promoter of the event, Mr. Peter Burrows. So you're going to want to stick around. We're going to talk to Peter and get an update from him in just a second. But uh, we also wanted to give you the heads up in case you live in a cave. The U.S. Open. Nine Ball is just around the corner. What is it, like uh, two days from now? So if you haven't made plans, I'm sure they're going to be streaming that. Biggest Nine Ball Championship of the year. Shane uh, Van Boning going to be looking for yet another title out there. And just a few days after that, at the end of the month, the uh, World Pool Series out in New York City going to be having their grand finale too. So uh, lots and lots of pool going on. You don't want to miss that. And as a matter of fact, the American Straight Pool Championship, it's being streamed as we speak. So get on the computer Find out where these things are going on and uh, support your events, man. This is good stuff. Good pool going on. And that being said, we're going to get back to you with uh, Mr. Peter Peter Burrows, And we're going to hear from Mr. John Kramer up in Wisconsin who has just founded a, a new Wisconsin State Hall of Fame for billiard players. Good stuff there. We're going to talk to Mr. Kramer about that. And then a little bit later, we're going to be talking to Miss Melinda Bailey from the great state of Texas about uh, her reasonings for leaving uh, the Omega tour behind. So you're going to stick around for that. We'll be right back after this with Mr. Peter Burrow. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking to Mr. Peter Burrows out in uh, Midlothian, Virginia, at the American 14-1 Championship. How's it going so far, Peter?
1: Well, it's, it's actually gone better than expected. We had a great field, a great turnout. Yeah. It's a 48-player field. Straight pool is in a game that everybody knows. Um But uh, we've got players probably from a dozen countries around the world, Russia, China,
2: Taiwan,
1: Japan, Spain, uh, nobody this year from Mexico, but all the best players in the U.S., England. Yeah, yeah, so the turnout was great. The support of this tournament by the players is what really kind of makes the tournament go, David.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, You know, the first thing you need to get is the top players. And of course, the top players want to come um, because we are uh, piggybacked on the U.S. Open, which starts next week. Right. Uh, so they kind of—that's what has helped us getting players from Europe, because most of the Europe European players will come to play in the U.S. Open, and um, so our our having this slot the week before the U.S. Open mm-hmm. is is a big deal for for guys coming from like Nils Fien who comes from. Holland. And,
0: exactly, uh, yeah.
1: We had a number of players from Finland. Uh, so so that's a big help getting the players and of course this room is a wonderful, wonderful room.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: the Dorsey family, uh, Thomas Dorsey uh, is the proprietor of Diamond Billiards here in Melothian. Uh, and they've got uh, 16 tables, uh, wonderful food, a great bar, there's nice hotels. We're staying at the Sheraton Four Points, uh, which is on Midlothian Pike, a mile or two from the room. Mm-hmm. All the players are there. So the whole package has, has really worked out well. This is the fourth year we've had it here right. at Diamond Billiards. Um, we This is the 13th year that we've had this tournament. Right, And if I could show you the field, that first year when we had 16 <laughs> players and I was probably the best player. Uh, today, you know, I couldn't possibly compete with the field we have. So oh, right. So from, you know, and it, it's worked out really well. And, and we don't have any paid employees. We have no expenses. And every penny of entry fee and every penny that we bring in goes to the players. So
0: that's fantastic. That's been
1: my goal to yeah. to try and fund a tournament where the players reap the benefits and not absolutely some promotional company. So that's that's what we've tried to do. Yeah. And I think we are making good progress in that direction.
0: Absolutely. It would appear to be the field is just outstanding. Now let me ask you one question. Why fourteen one? Why is that uh, the compelling game for you?
1: Well that's a very interesting question. I am believe it or not seventy nine years old. Okay. And I started playing pool in 1946. Wow. And I played as a boy with Moscone and with Hoppy. hmm And so I never, and then I played in college. I, I uh, uh, and played, you know, continuously from age 10 until age 30 when I got married. And I kind of hung up the cue, but... um in those days, the game was, uh, and I grew up in Chicago, as a matter of fact, where mm-hmm. there was a great pool uh, cue maker named Herman Rambo.
2: Oh, yes, sir.
1: And uh, Willie Moscone was a friend of my father's. And so my father asked Moscone where he could buy a cue for his boy. <laughs> and um, Moscone said, oh, the place to go is Rambo's. So Moscone took me... Uh, and my father, we went to Rambo's, and I bought my first cue from Rambo, probably 1950. Wow! And then I bought a second cue from Rambo, uh, I think in 1954, and I paid $21 for that cue, <laughs> and I still play with that cue today.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And it's got my name on it.
0: That is fantastic.
1: Rambo always, Rambo always put the name of the player. Yeah, of the person that bought the cue, he put yeah. the name on the cue, so you can always recognize Rambo cues today, which are which are rare now. But but if you see a cue with the player's name on it,
2: that's it's probably, a Rambo uh, cue. Yeah, so, and
1: I'm still playing with that cue, and I'm probably the only person in the world <laughs> that's playing with a Rambo cue that the cue was made for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So that cue that I'm playing with today was made in the early '50s. And I had still had the invoice.
2: Oh, that's for that great! Tube, believe it or not, yeah, that's and it great. And it was
1: twenty-one dollars. It was twenty-one dollars. Wow, that's so, amazing. But that's why I got into in straight pool to answer your question. Yeah. Because in Chicago in those days, the great pool room was Bensinger's. Yep. And the only game played was uh, was straight pool. Yeah. yeah I never yeah. saw a nine ball played until I went away to college. I went out west to college and a lot of those cowboys were playing nine ball, but I had never seen the plays until the 19, early 1950s.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So, For sure.
1: that's, so my love was always straight pool and, and it was really the only game I ever played. So that's Excellent. why Very good. today's very good. tournament that I'm managing is a straight pool tournament.
0: Hey, I'm behind you 100%. That's one of my very favorite games on the planet. So I understand completely. <laughs> no problems there.
1: Well, actually, David, if you saw this tournament today, it is interesting because you—I just watched a game with uh, Lee Van Corteza, uh-huh. and he never made a hard shot. Every shot looks so easy, right? And so, spectators who don't know the nuances of straight pool. You know, sure, they can make any shot that, that he's making. Yeah. But there there's so much more to it. Oh so yeah,
0: absolutely. Straight
1: pool is much more difficult than meets the eye.
0: Oh absolutely. One hundred percent.
1: And it's a shame it's not played a little more. But you know, it's like uh it's like a, uh uh Nine ball is like ping pong. You know, you play a little quick ping pong game, and if you lose a game, you play another game.
2: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: And that's the way nine ball is. You know, you play a game of nine ball, you lose. Okay, you play another game, and they play sets to 10 or whatever. Right. But any one game is not critical. Right. And I don't have to tell you that in straight pool, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one game, and it's critical.
2: Yeah, So yeah.
1: it's a little different psychology and of course, you can shoot
2: any ball, and yeah, you
0: know, it's oh, yeah. different. Oh yeah, it's psychology. A whole, oh, I don't, yeah, absolutely. I can't yep. argue with that. You're absolutely right about that. Well, I just want to yep. congratulate you on yet another successful event so far. Do you have a um, Do you have a prediction who do you, you think is going to take it?
1: Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's uh, there's only three players I think, and I don't have the the, the uh, uh, the results in front of me, but my guess was there are only three players that have not lost a game. Oh. And most players after tonight have played three games. Everybody's played three games, and probably half the field has played four games. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody plays five games in this first uh, round robin process. So,
2: right,
1: right. Uh, the players that have only played three games are going to play two more tomorrow. Okay. The players that have played one game. I mean, four games, we'll only play one more tomorrow. So, But to my knowledge, there's only three players that have won all their games so far.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's kind of up in the air. But I have to say that Alvin Ocean, uh, a player from uh, Austria, yes. uh, whose uh, sister has been very well-known, uh, yes. Yasmin Ocean, yep. is probably the best lady player in the world today. Very good. Um, but anyway, Alban Ocean is one of the best men players in the world. Alban is probably 26, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a wonderful player. He has not lost yet.
0: Really? Wow. Um, I don't okay. think
1: Dennis Orcolo has lost. Okay. And um, Lee Corteza has not lost. So, mm. okay. um But it's always hard to say. But interestingly yeah. enough, some of the top players uh, looks like they're not going to make the cut. Oh. You know, it's like a golf tournament. Yeah. You know, you have a four-day event, and after the first two days, half the field goes home. Yeah. Um, and some of the top players are, are basically look like they're going to be knocked out. So we'll right. see.
0: Yeah, so uh, you never know. It looks like
1: Mika Inman, of course, one of the best players in the world for the last 20 years, yeah. is probably going to get knocked out. Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: I heard that oh, we'll uh, I, yeah I was gonna say I heard Darren sorry, lost, say I heard that Darren lost one of his matches too as a matter of fact to uh, Skyler maybe
1: yeah Dar- Darren's lost a match yeah yeah I mean the field the field is seriously difficult
2: oh yeah and
1: like everything else a lot of these guys that are 30 35 have great Been great players for 15 years. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, these young players are coming over from China that are 20 years old (laughs) and they're phenomenal. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, very good. I watched a kid play today from China. He looked like he was 14. told me he was 30. Wow. But he he looked 14. I mean, a wonderful (laughs) player. Just a wonderful player named Sue. Awesome. Wonderful wonderful
0: very good very good well all right well thanks peter for the update we just wanted to david, check in david
1: more. thank you for calling me hey no problem and for your interest uh and in, and your viewers and listeners interest it's wonderful thank absolutely. you so much absolutely
0: all right well you guys uh, okay good luck for the best of your event uh, for the rest of your event and we'll talk to you again soon thank you david bye bye mm-hmm. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And I am talking with Mr. John Kramer up in the uh, Madison, Wisconsin area from the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. How are you doing, sir?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. My privilege. So we're just getting to this. uh, This is a new thing. You guys have just created a Wisconsin Billiards Hall of Fame. Um, Before I get ahead of myself, how did this uh, come about?
3: Well, it's it's kind of interesting. I actually have to go back to April of this year where a friend of mine, um, was inducted into the Waukesha Billiards Hall of Fame, which is, oh. um, uh, a small city outside of Milwaukee. And he was one of the youngest ones to ever be inducted into that. And, um, because of the powers of social media today, there was a conversation that struck up as to why do we not have a statewide one? Yeah. And, um, the conversation just kind of spiraled, and um, someone said, "Well, that I should do it <laughs> and start it." <laughs> um, and I, and honestly, my reply was, "I wouldn't even know where to start." Yeah. And you know, now you fast forward, you know, months later, and you know, on October first, it actually became a reality. So it's wow. pretty, pretty exciting.
0: Yeah, it is. So you're telling me that there there are towns. Is there more than one town in in uh, Wisconsin that has a Hall of Fame?
3: I'm not aware of any other ones, and until I saw his social media post, um, mm-hmm. I wasn't even aware of that one. Okay. And so when we did some digging, you know, we found out that, you know, obviously people know about the national hall of fames, you know, your BCA ones and sure. and so forth, and um, but we couldn't find any records of any state ones.
2: Wow. Um
3: And so there was a lot of research that went into this um, yeah. before we actually. You know, it took the steps necessary to become an actual company, but yeah. um, but that's kind of where it started, and, you know, really, it took us about five to six months to to bring it to life, mm-hmm. but um, but now it's here. Oh, that's
0: fantastic, man. There, I know that uh, I'm a history nerd, and, and some of the listeners know that, <laughs> uh, the, you know, so I know that there have been, um, in the past, state associations... Not not hall of fames per se, but uh, like an Illinois Billiard Association and a Wisconsin Billiard Association, and sure. there have been uh, industry associations like room owner associations and things. But uh, I don't recall ever hearing anything about a, a state hall of fame either. Actually, even in uh, the historical records, so you might be setting a great new precedent here.
3: Well, that's that's really neat to hear. You know, and you talk about the different state organizations, and that was one of the things that came up because in Wisconsin, we have multiple state tournaments and organizations. You know, there's um, the WAMO State Tournament, there's WSPA, there's BCA, there's Stansfield, there's all these different organizations. And honestly, if they wanted to, they could each have their own Hall of Fames. But, you know, it it would almost lose its luster a little bit, you know, because it would be like, what, like, you know, I look at myself as a player, you know, I only played in a couple of those, you know, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, you think that it would be better to have someone that, you know, would form a Hall of Fame for the entire state that right. would recognize all of those organizations, but not yeah. necessarily be affiliated with any one of them.
2: Sure, sure. And
3: and that was kind of our goal. And, um and. As well as, you know, this was going to be quite an undertaking. So, you know, we've assembled a board of directors of, you know, um, different age ranges, male and female, and from all corners of the state as well. So we have seven full members on the board. Wow.
0: Very good. Very good. So it sounds like you guys really thought it through. That's that's fantastic stuff. Well, I mean, uh, let's see. Now, do you think, I guess maybe this is an opinion question. Do you feel like all the states should be doing this?
3: I absolutely do, you mm-hmm. know and and there's a couple of reasons for it, you know, like when I look at the National Hall of Fames, I see a lot of professional players, mm-hmm. you know, and um the recognition of what they've accomplished, and one of the things that we discussed early on was that this should be anyone who has truly influenced the game mm-hmm. and not just in our state, you know a lot of our um you know, people that are affiliated with Billiards from Wisconsin go beyond their borders, too. Sure. You know, maybe they've moved on to other places or they've had, you know, accomplishments mm-hmm. on a national level. Mm-hmm. You know, we've definitely had some professional players that have come out of here. But we didn't want to recognize just players either. You know, we sure. have anyone who's really, you know, contributed you know, a good chunk of their life to the betterment of the game, you know, mm-hmm. whether they were an instructor or maybe they, you know, um, were great contributors to the sport. Maybe they ran mm-hmm. leagues for 40 years. Yeah. Or, you know, you look at all the great cue makers out of our state. I was, McDermott, Jacoby. Kobe. I mean, we have shown yeah. we have a ton of shower, you know. Um, and and so it's not just for players. You know, we wanted something that was there to recognize them. And then you have. Some um, people, let's let's just say players for a second, you know, who have dedicated their lives to the sport, yeah, and have had some great accomplishments, but yet there was never anything in place to honor them, or even more so preserve that for you know the next generations of pool players yeah. to to be able to read about that history. Exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. Well, you know, and a wise man once told me, uh, and I I'll admit that it was Charles Arcetti from new york he was a, a great promoter and a great historian uh he put together a collection of records of all the professional matches in the united states and um it was a tremendous undertaking um an enormous undertaking to to track down all the information from all the professional matches sure for, for all the way back in time and he told me that you know i said why you know charlie's why did you Spend all this time and effort and all this kind of stuff. Like, like you, nobody paid you to do it. Uh, you know why? Did, what's so? What's the big deal? And he told me flat out with a straight face. You know what's the point in winning games and and setting records if nobody keeps track of it?
3: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You know you can't look back last year or five years or ten years to know who did it. Then why did you even do it at all? You know wh- if, who's keeping right. track of this stuff? And myself, personally, the reason why it's important to honor these guys for the effort and their contributions is because they're people, too. This is somebody's dad. This is somebody's brother or mother or sister or, you know, uh, this is the lives of the people that literally, like you said, devoted a good part of their life to doing this or involved in it or promoting it or what have you or did well at it in some cases, you know.
2: Right. Right.
3: Right.
0: Was it all for nothing? <laughs> no, <laughs>
3: you know? Right, right. Well, and that was the question, too, is, you know, how do we do this? Because, you know, you, you look at like the Professional Sport Hall of Fame, you know, they have buildings where you can go and yeah. there's tons of memorabilia and, you know, we had to look at this from perspective and be like, how are we going to do this? And that's where the idea of building a high-quality website you know, that would go with this. And, sure. um, I've done sales and marketing for about 20 years and had some resources where I was able to build something that I think is one of the best, not just pool websites out there, but just a really nice website in general, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, that people can go to and see, you know? And, Absolutely. Um, so that was one of our goals and, you know, um, know looking at all of the the players today you know the question came up of how are we going to get people you know constantly to our site um to to see the content and you know be able to vote and do all of that um one of our our ways was by actually hosting all of the flyers for tournaments in the state and um, go. basically what we did was we've recreated the same structure that Netflix uses, except for, um, instead of kind of sorting through movies, you know, where each row is like action, comedy, drama, yeah. we have it where it's the months of the year and you can just simply flip through flyers. They're all in date order and you can find out where to go. And it's just a, a simple resource. Yeah. Um, and you know, as you know, our website's been live for not even three weeks yet, and about 60% of our traffic goes to those tournament pages already. And oh, yeah. we've kind of predicted that, but, um, but it's holding true. So yeah. we're excited about it.
0: Well, it sounds like what you're saying is that this is not just a Hall of Fame, but a great r- information resource for anybody in Wisconsin. Then.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, our company is actually twofold. You know, I don't want to um, you know, bypass this. So, uh, yes, we are a fully operational Hall of Fame. But on the other side, we're actually a nonprofit organization that's a charitable foundation. So what we wanted to do, as long as we were going to do this, we wanted to have the goal of giving back to the term we use is the billiards community, because we don't want to say the players, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot of causes, good and bad, that we want to be able to help. So, for example, um, we have a great young junior player um, out of the Milwaukee area named Caden Hunkins who took second at Juniors in Vegas and qualified to go to Junior Worlds in Russia. And, you know, he's got to do some fundraising to pay for that trip. So, you know, we're able to contribute a little bit. Now, um, this was before we even officially formed, so we weren't able to kick in a lot. But who knows, maybe, you know, next year we'll be able to do more for whoever
2: right. does that. Yeah.
3: Or... um you know um, this kind of ties in with our, our corporate sponsorships but um, a lot of the businesses that have already jumped on board with us um, you know like Viking Q's and Jacoby Q's and um, you know they all these sponsors are um, part helping us fund the the foundation and some of the operating costs um, but also we get traded items from them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And we can use these to, you know, give, so like, for example, a a popular pool player from our area, um, they're doing a benefit because, unfortunately, um, um, he he developed cancer, and so they're going to do a benefit tournament for him and fundraisers you know everything they can do so the hall of fame was able to take some of those items that we have and contribute to that sure, to, yeah. you know maybe not necessarily a cash donation from us but we're able to still help you know and, and that's one of our goals so yes we're a hall of fame but we're also a, a charitable organization that plans to give back
2: mm-hmm.
3: well that's even better
0: that's even better you know what i mean that that's uh that's what it should be like i <laughs> You got yeah. like Now I'm jealous, you know what I mean? <laughs> now I'm thinking, like, huh, okay, we're going to have to do this in Illinois now. You know that, right? Okay.
3: All well, right. I think if other states, you know, see our website and what we're doing, I think it'll catch on. You know, and obviously we had to find a way to pull it all together too. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. I mean, we're choosing to, you know, have basically a three month voting window. And, you know, the website, like I said, it's high quality. So, I mean, people will be able to vote right on the website. Um, but also, not everyone is tech savvy. So, I mean, we've, um, we'll be mailing out, you know, a thousand of, of ballots printed out to all the different pool halls around the state and make that accessible. But we wanted to be able to drive the, the, um, the charity as well. And so we decided to create memberships on the website and it's a nominal fee. I mean, it's, it's $10 a year. Um, and all of that money is given back. So what we're going to do is once a year, we're going to have a hall of fame weekend, which will be the Friday night dinner banquet, the inductions, you know, the speeches, everything. And then the rest of the weekend will be a money added tournament, which will be on Saturday, Sunday. And this will travel around to different venues around the state. Um, We'll have a large plaque that will hold the names of of, um, all of the inductees and then also the sponsors, of course, and that plaque will move around to different locations around the state. Um, But what we wanted to do was make those events members only. So if you are a member for your $10 a year, you get to vote on the ballot. You get to also nominate people that you think should be on the ballot. Um, And then you get to go to the Hall of Fame weekend as well. And then to make even more value, you know, I talked about all those traded items from sponsors. Um, We're putting together packages, and then every single month we're going to randomly draw from our member list and give away prizes as well. So we're trying to give a lot of value um, in that regard to our members for a nominal fee. But anyone who becomes a member is – is helping a nonprofit grow at the same yeah, time.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, that's fantastic stuff. That's some real down-to-earth grassroots, support-your-community good stuff right there. It really does. And I, as I mentioned to you before, th- that gives, even in minuscule ways, more exposure to pool everywhere, you know, in your local areas to all those people that are a part of it, all those companies that are be a part of it. That's great stuff, man. It really is. Well,
3: uh-huh. thank you. We're uh, we're trying to put everything we have into it. So,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
3: I said we. Um, I mean, we launched the website. It, it's only been two and a half weeks since we actually went live with this, and we've already had over five thousand views of our site. And, you know, I looked um, at the analytics um, recently, and we've hit already forty-one states, nine countries. And, you know, it's, we even have out of state members, you know, so it's, it's not like you have to be from Wisconsin to become a (laughs) member of this, you know, if you want to support our foundation um, and, and be a part of monthly drawings, you know, for, for billiard prizes, that's great. You know, we'll, we'll take members from anywhere, you know, and I mean, I look at it from my perspective, let's say there's a, let's say a hall of fame gets formed in California, you know, I mean, if, if I would be able to become a member of that for a, a small fee and get to look and read about, you know, their, their top, you know, billiard contributors and players and have a vote as to who I thought should be in, I think that'd be pretty neat, you know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Big golly. I wish there was one in every, every state should have one. That's what I think. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> if, if they, uh, if I get elected president, that's what I'm going to do. You know, uh, I, I, gonna just make a, a law that says you know what we need halls of fame we need a national one and we need one in every state come on funded by the people for the people <laughs>
3: yeah well and that's what it's all about you know I mean it's, well right
0: it is though I I make light of it but it really is though it's about us it's about the pool players and our families and our heroes and the people that have supported it and have you know the hall owners for you know for Pete's sake the guys that put up with us. You know, there's, there's, it's so, uh, easy to look at it as this, uh, flat piece of paper, but the pool world is very three-dimensional. It is very encompassing. It's from, you know, you don't just have one friend that plays pool, you know,
3: right, right.
0: you don't, and you don't just play pool in your own hometown. Anywhere you go, you play, and anywhere you go, you meet people, and all of us, it's a big, giant, dysfunctional family. So,
3: any, that's exactly right.
0: You know, if any anytime anybody can organize a family picnic, that's that's fantastic. You know, I sorry to I'm I'm just so delighted myself just to hear about somebody taking the time and effort to recognize these people. You you guys are just giving me pomegranate over here. It's really good.
3: <laughs> that's great. Well, we wanted, too, to have other, you know, benefits to people to come to the site, too. So, like, um, just one other piece of the website is where we highlight eight of the most popular games. So people can go on there. Um, let's say, you know, mm-hmm. like you and I may have heard of one pocket, but maybe not everyone else has. So they sure. could go on there, read a little description about one pocket, but then we have all the rules for eight of the main games that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I've already had a message from someone that said they use the site to clarify a rule when they were playing the other yeah.
2: night, you know,
3: there and you I, I love hearing that because, you know, they weren't using our site to vote yet you know, the voting doesn't even start until November 1st.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but they were still, they were using our site to find out about tournaments. They were using it to clarify a rule, you know, and, <laughs> um, and then a lot, uh, again, too, looking at the, you know, the people that have visited our site, a lot of people spend time in the photo gallery, you know, and looking through that
2: because uh-huh. we've had
3: a lot of people that have contributed and, um, you know, even to form the company, you know, we did some fundraising and I mean, there was over 300 different people that contributed, um, to helping us, you know, raise the funds to, to start all of this, and, wow. you know, it's just the support has been incredible, even even professional players who don't even have ties to Wisconsin, you know, we were reaching out and they all thought it was great, you know, like Florian Kohler, the trick shot guy, yeah. you know, he, he sent some autograph stuff, you know, and um, Rodney sent stuff, you know, like all, all these people, you know, just jumped on board because they like you know, this was before they had no details of what we were doing, you know, they didn't know what we were going to do with it, you know, but, um, so the support has been great. And, you know, early on, I mean, we haven't had one negative thing said yet that I've heard anyway. So, Excellent. um, so we're, we're really pleased. And like okay. I said, it's only been two and a half weeks. So.
0: <laughs> hey, good. Well, and you, uh, that also means since it's only been two and a half weeks that you have a, a long road ahead of you, you know, Pool is not going away anytime soon. Uh, you know, hopefully, everything goes right. You guys are going to be producing a whole lot more fantastic players and a whole lot more industry reps as the years go by. You know, so dig your heels in and uh, you know, stick with it. Really, please stick with it.
3: Definitely, definitely.
0: It's a, that's we, just good stuff.
3: We said early on, you know, if someone does this, you know, we, we have to do it right you know, so, I mean, we assembled a great board, so we have, I mean, tremendous input on all aspects of it, but mm-hmm. it was like, you know, if we do this, it has to be professionally done, and it has to be built, you know, it has to have a good business plan, and it can never end, you know, I mean, this is yep. something that has to go forever, um, I mean, even the, the plaque that we ordered is, you know, only four people are going to get inducted every year, and we have enough slots on this plaque to fill up 40 years worth
2: mm-hmm. of
3: inductees, so, I mean, it's, you know, this is going to be sustainable and we're going about it the right way. Good, so I, good, I'm good. confident in it and I know the rest of the board is confident in it as well.
0: Good stuff, man.
3: So, okay,
0: Let, let's uh, go into uh, the time machine and fast forward into 10 years from now. Where sure. where where do you see the, the future of this? What uh, what comes next? Do you, do you host events or do you produce scholarships or, you know, uh, is there going to be a physical... Hall of Fame with giant marble columns and stuff like that?
3: You know, I mean, I guess we haven't talked about the, the distant future too much. I mean, one idea that we have thought of is, you know, if we can build up the, the foundation funds enough, we'd like to launch a statewide junior program. Sure. Um, what that looks like, I don't know. But if we don't have future pool players, then what's the point? You know mm-hmm. um you know who's going to go to this website or who's going to see the plaque of the names and wonder about them you know i mean there has to be something that's built for the next generation of pool players and um i think that starts with the kids so
2: yeah. you
3: know um we've thrown around ideas of getting other you know maybe master level players from around the state to donate time you know where we can coordinate some um instructions you know and, mm-hmm. and get them involved and who knows maybe yeah, i mean we haven't discussed it too much but you know definitely getting kids involved is is um something that would be in the plans down the road yeah
0: yeah yeah i would have to to totally 100 percent agree with that um you know i can't stress it enough to people over and over and over again support the junior programs you know what i mean this yep. uh this is um uh, we love this game and, you know, we don't want it to its presence and its popularity to decrease. We certainly would like to, you know, keep it at least where it is and potentially even better. So anything, right. anything that you can do to promote the next generation of quality, respectable players and, you know, this a Hall of Fame of any type of any type it's just one more thing for these players of all ages to look forward to you know it's yeah. a, it's yep. another accomplishment it's another uh dare i say goal to be not that you would want to spend your li- your your life going uh i want to be in the hall of fame it's something that where you finally get credit for having spent so much time doing something you know what i mean it's not, yeah
2: well
3: and i can tell you too you know when we were first Um, when word started circling around, you know, that this was happening, there was a lot of skepticism there. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, you have some of the, um, older generations of pool players from our state who have had the feeling of, okay, we've heard promises before of things that were supposed to come along and they never did and nothing ever pans out. Right. And those are valid, you know, um, questions, you know, but, but as we were able to start to share, you know, this is what, you know, we want to do. And, and honestly, even making the first ballot, you know, the ballot has 15 names on it, and it will every year, but only four get in. And people are like, well, how did you make the the ballot? And we basically said, you know, this was not, say, one day, we decided to form a Hall of Fame, and this is who we think should be on the ballot. No, we reached out to some of those legendary players who are still with us for their advice. We said, all right, Right. we're going to build a hall of fame. If you were to put 15 names on it, who would they be? And we got a whole bunch of those back and we tallied all those results. And that's how we established the first ballot. So, you know, we, we want player involvement and we want to make sure that, you know, even in the early going, you know, we wanted to make sure we were doing it right. And, you know, we, we feel like we are. So.
0: Excellent. Excellent work, sir. Well, I commend you and your team. Uh, for, like I said, going uh, for even making the decision to do so, first of all, and then following through with it because um, it is, as at least the pool players understand, it's important. It's important to acknowledge this. It's important to recognize these people, acknowledge their accomplishments, and to promote the game all along the way, you know, in any way possible, in a positive yeah. way, anyway. You know, this is a positive thing. This is certainly, you know, nothing bad can come of it. (laughs) So, Right, right. (laughs) Good stuff, man. All right. Well, thank you, John, for taking the time to talk to us, man.
3: Yeah, well, I appreciate you having me. I'm going to plug the website. Yes, please do. Yeah, no, tell Um, us where we can find it. It's it's basically the Wisconsin Billiards Hall of Fame abbreviated. So it's W-I-B-H-O-F dot O-R-G.
0: Excellent, excellent. And I'm sure that you guys are on Facebook as well.
3: Um, yes, but we, you know, we've we pumped so much uh, work into the website mm-hmm. that we want more people to just go to the website. And sure. I said we encourage you to become a member, be a part of our organization. Mm-hmm. You're helping a charity at the same time. Um, and, you know, even use us as a resource, you know, we're like, I mentioned the, all the games and rules and yeah. um, even the tournament flyers, we've already started hosting regional flyers on there as well. So right now we already have um, flyers from Minnesota, from Iowa, Illinois, um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that grow where we could have rows for, you know, mm-hmm. each state, you know, or instead of having them combined, you know, this is going to grow and evolve over time.
2: Absolutely.
3: Um, you know, we're, we're already, even though we launched two weeks ago, we're already starting a revision of the photo gallery because people are contributing to, um, to what we're doing. And, you know, we've already had to make changes to accommodate the growth mm-hmm. and and that's great. That's just signs for the future that, you know, this is, um, this is going to last a long time. Yeah. So Well, um, and it sounds like exciting. people are,
0: yeah, it's exciting. It sounds like people are behind it too. You know what I mean? It sounds like they're very supportive.
2: Absolutely. Of it, you know? Yep. Absolutely.
0: And what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to send you a bunch of nerdy uh, history stuff from <laughs> Wisconsin. Great, great. Yeah. I will uh, I will bludgeon you with too much documentation of all <laughs> the historic stuff from uh, Wisconsin. So you have that to look forward to also. So.
3: Well, we're happy to take it and add to the site. We have a lot of history on there too. You know, old photos and stories of pool mm-hmm. halls that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Even a written history of billiards itself.
4: So,
2: um,
3: you know, letting, having more content on there for people to read is is great. You know, I think, you know, most websites are happy to keep someone on their website for a minute where, you know, we're way more than that, you know, so people don't just come and leave right away. They spend some time on our site and and that's great. So we're, we're excited. Yeah, that's good stuff, man.
0: All right. Well, excellent. Sarah, you have yourself a fantastic weekend and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Thank you so much for having us.
0: All right, guys, we'll be right back with uh, Melinda Bailey right after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. And I'm talking to Miss Melinda Bailey and she's not down in the great state of Texas. She's in a different state right now, but uh, I think that involves like some vacation time or something, huh? Yes, it does. All right. Gets your uh, gets your gamble Hi, everybody.
4: on. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually uh, standing at my window in my room in Las Vegas and I'm watching the Bellagio water show.
0: Oh, cool.
4: Right now. Yes, yeah, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, that is a very impressive display. That's for sure.
4: Yes. Yes.
0: So, um, let's see, you're in Vegas having a little uh, chill time. What's, uh, do you gamble? What's your favorite uh, game?
4: I like the the poker games, uh, the table poker games, you know, mm. where okay. the odds are extremely high to win, <laughs> <You> <laughs> Yeah, <know? laughs> 300 times this and 50 times that. But I saw a guy win, uh, he got a straight flush last night on Ultimate,
2: Ooh.
4: this game called Ultimate Texas Hold'em. Uh, Express or something. Anyway, he got a he got twenty seven hundred last night. Wow. He got a straight flush, so that was nice, yeah. yeah. But I play uh, you know, like high card flush and I play Crazy for Poker and I play this game at Harris where twos and jokers are wild, which is really fun. Oh, cool. So I play all those type of games. Wow. But I also um I have my favorite places I eat at. I get to walk a lot. I actually uh, just this morning went to the memorial for the victims um, yeah. from, from that sad day. So uh it was just the welcome sign. So I walked down there. Um I actually haven't ever been to the welcome sign and um there's an unfortunate reason why I went, but all fifty eight crosses are there and, you know, there's uh, you can't even see the crosses anymore. They're it's filled just, with sayings and yeah. flags and pictures and yeah. you know mementos and Words of encouragement and all sorts of things. It was it's it was very heart wrenching, but also heartwarming to see everything. So sure. It was, yeah.
0: it I was can imagine so. But
4: the other, I'm sorry. I,
0: I I can imagine so.
4: Yeah, but I also uh, sit by the pool. You know, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I walk. I eat. I gamble. <laughs> sit I by walk, the
0: pool. I eat. <laughs> I gamble. Sit by the pool. That sounds like a pretty easy itinerary. Yeah. I can handle that i could handle that yeah
4: i um when i showed up to vegas i uh i cried i was so happy to be here in <laughs> my favorite city in the world <laughs> i uh needed a break and uh definitely in getting one so i'm excited good and then tomorrow i'm going to a state park that's the one thing i do also with my friend Robin. She lives here, and uh, we've been trying to go to a state park every time I come here. So ah. I get away from the city and go visit a new park. And,
2: cool.
4: And um, last time we went to Valley of Fire, there's actually a warning that says if it's over 100 degrees, please, you know,
2: go away. <laughs> you, yeah. They
4: recommend not going, or, yeah. you know, they're not responsible, things like that. And, uh,
2: yeah. So, uh,
4: yeah, so we've been doing that as well excellent. each time I come out. So
0: I'm excited about that. Excellent, excellent. I took a little break myself; had to get some vacation time in there. So uh, this is a, a sort of a welcome back show, so to speak. We've taken a little summer yes. summer break kind of thing going on there, but. Anyway, so welcome you've got some. You. Welcome
4: well, back to you and the and the program. Welcome back. Yes,
0: welcome back to the listeners. As a matter of fact, thanks for sticking around. Yeah. We appreciate that. We had some guys, uh, you know, send us messages and wanted to know how soon it was going to be. So <laughs> I had to hurry up with my vacation time. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Get back to work. Well, speaking of work. Uh, you're um you're not at work obviously right now you're you're relaxing but I hear that you do have uh this major sort of paradigm shift going on in the Melinda world.
4: Yes, I am. As many people know, I run the Omega Billiards Tour, which is a Dallas-Fort Worth-based tour.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, we've been doing it for five and a half years, and it's been a dream of mine. Like it was, it's just been a dream of mine to do this for the players. And um but uh I announced um at the September stop and then also wrote about it in my blog so y'all can read that at pulls a Journey. Um mm-hmm. is uh the Omega Tours uh and, and myself are gonna end it at the end of the year. Mm. And um the reason why I wanted to talk about it, um, for all you listeners, uh, David actually was like, Hey, is this gonna be depressing? Let's not talk about this. <laughs> it's gonna be depressing. <laughs> but uh it is depressing in one sense because um, it is uh, you know something that's coming to an end. But um, yeah. in reality, um, I think it's a it's a huge learning experience for a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people that do things that they absolutely love that affects other people, and when you decide not to do it
2: um, right.
4: anymore, it actually um, is really tough. I actually knew in the spring um, that that, that uh, I was going to make this announcement. And, um, I approached the sponsor and I kind of approached each other ironically at the same time. And they were saying that, you know, they were thinking about not renewing and I was having hesitations about running it. And, um, so we, but it was a agreement, a mutual agreement, and it was really hard on us. We actually came up with the wording together, how we were going to word it, when we were going to announce it, things like that. And I lost a lot of sleep. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how much <laughs> sleep I lost because yeah. when I quit competing at pool, that just affects me. I yeah. mean, it may affect the team, you know? Yeah. But uh, not competing anymore only affected me. Well, this affects 350 players and about 15 <laughs> businesses. Yeah. And for every um, complaint we might get about a handicap or, you know, someone bitching me out after they lose, that's what people do. <laughs> <When> they <laughs> lose, they come to the tournament director and blame, blame them.
2: Uh-huh. It
4: happens all the time. But for every complaint or, or whining I get, there's 10 other people. Saying thank you and saying we appreciate the tour, yeah. and so it'd be different if I was horrible at it. I just quit, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm—I I hate to say it. As now I'm saying it sounds vain, but I'm really good at it, and a lot of people tell me that. And so, and even when I—it was a tough decision, like I said. And when I announced it, I was actually crying, you know, because I'm Aww. a girl. But but um, <laughs> I was crying because it was really—it was really a tough decision. And um, the main reason, though, why I—I. I, um, I had this to make this decision was, and it's affecting my job that pays my bills.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, you know, I do hate to say this, but I do everything, you know, for the tour in between the stops, I do it, you know, after work or sometimes during work and it's not right for my job. Yeah. And the other thing is I can never, I can never uh, bid on a promotion. Like I can't bid on anything out of state because, or the city because I wouldn't do that to the tour and the players in the middle of the season. Right. I also can't prom- bid on any promotions at, at work because it wouldn't be fair to the tour. Because I would after you know if you get promoted you're supposed to be doing more work supposedly. <laughs> so um, yeah, you know. But I noticed that it was you know I mean I was leaving meetings to take phone calls and you know because a lot of people don't realize how much work it is to run a tour. And um, yeah. you know so one person one person even told me why well, you're only doing it once a month. You know, on a weekend, and I'm like, "You'll have no idea what goes on in between <laughs> the stops." You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of work. I mean, you're getting, you know, text messages or phone calls at midnight or six a.m. You know, you're getting messages during the day, you know, because someone will cancel or pay or move a, move an entry, or you got pool rooms contacting you. I mean, it's a lot of work, and I'm not complaining. I'm just explaining why it was so difficult yeah. Um, yeah. to make this decision. Yeah and so um we we had already known i say we the sponsor and i we had already known that um there's probably a a three sets of people in the dallas fort worth area that may take over and so um, i approached one of them and told them personally um the other the other set of people i knew i i figured they'd be interested they came within an hour of announcing it they were there they approached me and started asking me questions and then a new group of people these two guys, um, they approached me and, and within two weeks we were having a meeting about the ins and outs of the tour. And so what's interesting is what sounds like it's, oh no, you know, the tour's going away. Well, the tour's actually not going away. All it is is um, they're just going to have a new leader is their tournament director, okay. you know, a new group of people running cool. it. And so, um, yeah, and so, and I have to say, I mean, I, I didn't, I, I didn't even think about the prospect that some of the players would be so interested in running a tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I just, I, I mean, I kind of knew the people that already run a tour or stops or leagues or whatever, I kind of knew that they would be interested. But to see other people step up that really want to keep the momentum going and, you know, build on the foundation, you know, those are the ones I've been yeah. really impressed with because I just, I, I mean, I knew the players love the tour, but they love the tour enough to where, they want to see it keep going and they, they want to do whatever they can to, to keep right. it going.
2: Yeah. To actually and so that's willing definitely to do the work.
4: Ex- right. And, and, that, and that's a learning experience for me. I mean, I didn't, you know, and the other learning experience is, is um, is I didn't have a succession plan and, and I should have, and I didn't. And, um, and the other thing that I learned is that I should have had more help. Mm. Like when I ran the OBQs ladies tour, we had four board members and we all, pitched in, and we all did certain things, and so it was more manageable, whereas the as the Omega Tour, I was doing everything behind the scenes. You know, I have people that help me at the stops, because I can't run a tournament by yourself. I mean, with 100 players, you just can't do it. Yeah. So I had people that helped me at the tournaments, but I didn't have anyone help me behind the scenes, sure. and um, so that made it more difficult, whereas the new people that are going to be having a tour, so the tour is going to go on... <laughs> Is um, they're already going to have a group of people that are going to be working on it, and so that's it's going to make it more, um, well, I guess, less um, work for less of that.
0: work for everybody, though, if it's more people,
4: right, know. right, for sure, and um, and yeah, and so I just want to announce it, number one, because it was it's 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 a big decision, um, it, and it really is. I think it's a learning experience for other people that, like I said, if you do something you love that you're good at, and you think. You know, I think it's the time that I don't do this anymore. That it's not an easy decision. I mean, it's it's a huge decision. I mean, it's almost <laughs> it's almost like a breakup.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Though, when I, you know, it's funny that you say that that way because it really is. Um, some, and I, I know I'm not like talking about you incognito, backwards, inversed meaning or anything, but some people are married to their job or married to, they literally, um, it consumes them. Um, It's, you know, it's not like, like you mentioned, oh, maybe it's just the one weekend that the event happens, but that doesn't mean that you're not thinking about that every day, having to make the calls and make sure that this happens and this happens and all just for that one day, you know, or that two days or three days as it may be. It takes a lot more commitment to that. And when, it's hard to not It's even funny, it's, what's even funnier is I was having the same thought about the vacation time that I just took. I felt guilty about it. I really did, because I thought, you know what, somebody's going to send me a hate mail, you know, like, how dare you take time off, get back to it, you know, and like, no, but. You know,
4: it's funny you say that, because that was one of my biggest concerns, is that, because it. I feel like this is a selfish decision. Uh,
0: right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
4: yeah. quit, like I said, not competing anymore only affects me. And right. so that's not really a selfish thing, but when you do something that affects that many people right. and you make that decision, not continue, it seems like it's a selfish thing. It seems like <laughs> it's a selfish decision Yeah. and I, and I struggled with that. I mean, that's why I lost a lot of sleep. I'm like, is this the right thing? Is it not? And what are going to people, I mean, I'm not worried about what people think, but I do worry about what people think, you yeah, know, absolutely. and everyone kept telling me, you know, Melinda, everyone respects you and everything and it's, you know, and, and don't don't quit, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, and,
2: yeah. I
4: mean, it was it was a hard decision. And then you relay it to, uh, you know, a marriage or breakup. And what's funny is, is, you know, it's a natural tendency next year to see how the new relationship is going, you know, how the new, new <laughs> yeah. boyfriend is going, sort of uh, yeah. thing. You know, well, how are they doing? And, you know, and so, you know, so... You know, I'm of course that's natural. I mean, I did the same thing when I you know what's I retired funny from the OB-Qs.
0: You know what's funny yeah. about that is that I I I have a bet. Uh, I'm betting that you're going to have this feeling, just like the relationship breakup where <laughs> your, your ex hooks up with someone else, and then all of a sudden you're spying. You know, like going, well, what's up with that? You know, huh? And all then right. what? And what if that relationship? Right. And what if that relationship went sour? You're all of a sudden you're like, oh man. And then you have to step back in like, y'all, y'all can't treat him like that. You know, like, that's that was my baby. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, you're going to be And, and, that's, that.
4: and what's, what's really cool, though, is that um, the guys that are taking it over, they, I'm actually on their advisory board. So it's not like, you know, I'm not going to be involved. And if they have any questions, they can always reach out to me and things sure, like that. And, yeah. and, and And that's important to have that that smooth transition and and things like that. And so it's not like it's, you know, it's not like I'm completely cutting the cord and letting them go, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm helping them and stuff. And, and that's a big part of it being successful, you know, and continuing to be successful. Mm-hmm. And so I do want everyone to know in Dallas-Fort Worth that the tour will go on. It may not be, you know, we don't know what it's going to be called. And, you know, um, yet uh, we're still working. They're still working on that, but they're already secured about five stops for next year and so and they're working on others so it's going to go on
0: excellent excellent news that's what we like to hear more pool is better well cool man well that's a you know I I I suppose that there are pool players out there that are probably gonna be able to relate to what you're saying as far as not not necessarily because they've run a tour or something but because people come in and out of this game at different points in their life you know because of what's going on sometimes they've got the free time and 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 the the desire to go out and play Sometimes life gets in the way uh you know sometimes you just want to move on uh there's all kinds of reasons but uh i do find that most people have get into some spot where they have to like not play pool for a while or not play right. leagues for a while or not do it. And for whatever reason, and that doesn't mean that it's bad. Like you said, don't feel selfish, uh, you know, if that's the case, because it's probably a good thing, you know. This, uh, yeah. If you've got other things in your life uh, that are compelling, certainly pool's not worth, you know, ruining anybody's life over. So right, take care of your, your yeah. uh, life things, as they say, first. And then after that, enjoy some pool, you know.
4: Right. And that's a good point. I mean, I, uh, when I first got married, I got married in, uh, I think in the, in my low thirties and, um, I didn't play as much pool. And then when I came back, I came back with a vengeance. And then when my mom, uh, my mom got sick, I took care of her and, uh, she passed away. And, um, and again, you know, I had to step away from pool, which mm-hmm. I would never change. And so there is life things that go on. And then when I came back, that's actually, that's when I, yeah. I won most of my titles.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: so, you know, it's just kind of a natural thing that things go on in our lives Absolutely. and take us away for a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we go yeah. back and everything, and it's it's just part of life.
2: It is.
0: It um, is. So, yeah, don't feel guilty. If uh, you or anybody else needs to, uh, you know, either do that, do something else for a while, or just don't do it at all, you know. Do uh, right. variety right. is the spice of life, as they say. Do lots of right. things. And what
4: I think is... What I think is interesting um is how many people wanted the tour to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I had so much planned for the for my announcement and of course because I'm crying, you know, your emotions turn off part of your brain. <laughs> so one thing I was going to joke about was there's going to either be a lot of wives who are very happy or very upset about this <laughs> announcement. <laughs> because, because the players are going to be home more.
0: Oh, they're, they're not going to be happy, or there
4: <laughs> aren't going to be. Oh, more and they'll be happy. <laughs> but what did I didn't. I didn't. I forgot to say it though. But I think what's interesting though is that all the players, like like there wasn't one person that said yes. You know what I mean? They were all like, "Well, what can we do, Melinda? What can we do to keep it? We we love it. You know, it's successful. We love playing." You got me back in the pool, you know, all this type of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's a huge foundation of the, of the tour already, and, oh, yeah. and huge momentum, and so it is going to keep going. And that's what's exciting about it is is to see that the dream is going to continue. So I'm very excited, actually.
0: Well, good, good. It's a it's a turning point, but not a bad turning point. Then that's right. Good. Right, you know, it's just it's a good thing. Yep. It's a good thing. All right. Well, or did you order any more hurricanes for this year, or are we done? God, I
4: hope we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really hope we're done. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I do too. Uh, yeah, oh, my we, goodness. Uh, what a what a what a wild year for weather. I mean, dang. It's been absolutely maddening. All
4: yeah, right. my uh my my office actually uh we're responsible for I work for the Weather Service, National Weather Service. So we're responsible for New Mexico, Tennessee, southward, including Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. So Harvey affected us, Irma Big affected us,
2: Maria time. affected us, and yeah. Nate
4: affected us. Uh, Those are all hurricanes and that was all this year. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, we have forecasters I mean everyone's affected, but you know, we have forecasters that are still living in hotels or have holes in their roofs and still going to work. You know what I mean? I mean we yeah. have we're very dedicated employees. Because as you know, the, I mean, the forecast is 44 hours a day, so the weather is so. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, yeah. We, we, we could use a break.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Everyone could. Everyone could. I have a family that still yeah. lives down by the coast uh, in Texas there. Uh, they were just having the time of their lives not. Uh, dodging the, dodging the, the flooding down there uh, by Houston was just yeah. unreal. Unreal.
4: Unreal. It, it was exactly.
0: just unreal. Uh, anyway, not to go with the weather thing. I'm sorry. I always have to do that. Thanks for taking the time <laughs> to talk to us, Melinda. Appreciate it.
4: On my vacation from Vegas.
0: Yeah, oh, and did it bother you in the middle <laughs> of your vacation. You tell these people that you did this voluntarily. They're going to be mad at me because they think I'm pestering you <laughs> during your vacation.
4: Well, I already got a couple of messages. Hey, where's the article? Where's the photos? Mm-hmm. See, I... I <laughs>
0: Like, Good please Lord.
4: people, just yeah. wait a week.
0: Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> that reminds me, I did mean to ask you, you're still going to write uh, for the magazine, right?
4: Absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm still going to be blogging and I'm still going to be doing interviews for Billiard Buzz.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. So we'll be seeing you. And still name. talking
4: to you. You haven't gotten rid of me yet. No, sure.
0: I'm trying as hard as I can, but it uh, <laughs> ain't working. All right. Well, thanks again, uh, Melinda, and everybody out there, listeners, for joining us again right here on American Billiard Radio.
4: Bye, everyone.